We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, alongside you on this Monday edition. Welcome in. We got an exciting show for you. Thursdays are always a lot of fun. We're going to preview Chiefs and Bills. We are going to get into the playoff, what people call the duck, but was clearly a goose. That's coming up later. Uh, our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, joins us in the next segment. And our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, at the top of the next hour. Tommy, happy Thursday. Hey, good to be here, Jacob. Looking forward to a, a big day. Talking a lot about uh, Chiefs and Wildcats and best bets and all of that. Should be a good day. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. We're excited about it. Uh, a lot of bets going on. Bill's Chiefs is where we want to start, Tommy. And I, this game is... At least the best game, or the one most looked forward to before the season, at this point of the season, and it could be by the end of the season we look back and say that was the biggest game of the season. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Chiefs and Bills have faced off in a regular season game, and wound up playing another one in the playoffs as well over the last two years, and so there's a lot at stake here. Obviously, we know that Kansas City is an underdog coming into this game they've got a tough task buffalo is a great team you know josh allen um is probably second only to patrick mahomes as far as quality of quarterback in the nfl um of course we know what happened in the playoffs last year so i would imagine a ton of fireworks in this game too yeah i mean everyone expects scoring i believe it's the highest total of the year which is interesting because both of these defenses are pretty good albeit the bills banged up uh, and the Chiefs still also trying to get back to full strength. But it's interesting because the the, the storyline is the quarterbacks, right, Tommy? And that's what everybody's sort of banking on in this one. These are the two, whatever order you want to put them in, typically regarded best quarterbacks in the NFL. Any contention with that? As far as the young guys, you'll take – those two guys over everybody else, right? I mean, it's Mahomes and Allen as the NFL blazes forward. Now, Brady and Rodgers still certainly have their place, but as we look to the next generation of, well, Brady and Rodgers, these are the two guys leading the charge. 
we thought maybe Burrow and Herbert uh, are in that conversation, and maybe they are. But to this point this season, the most big plays seem to be made by these two guys, and I think they're at the top. Yeah, they will carry on uh, the the strong quarterback play for the next decade plus in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. And and we've talked on this program before about, you know, the days of, of Brady and Manning and then, you know, Brady and Rodgers and Brady and Mahomes. I mean, it seems like Brady is the the uh, key consistent one in, in those matchups over the last 20 years or so in the NFL. But it's going to be Mahomes and Allen uh, that carry the NFL and the quarterback play uh, as the, the franchise guys, the faces of the NFL long term, uh, without a doubt. And, and so this is a, a, another opportunity for those two to go out and put on a show. Keep in mind, the last two times that these teams have played each other, their offenses have averaged a combined 60 points per game when they played. So there's been no shortage of offense. There's been no shortage of strong and elite quarterback play from both of these teams over the last two years when they played each other. So I'm looking at an over right now of 53 and a half. That should be easy money to bet the over. In my opinion, the only thing that might stand in that way is a pretty strong Buffalo defense, but man, yeah, to answer your question, Mahomes and Allen, those are the guys that will move the NFL forward for a long time. Yeah. You know, 53 is interesting. And we'll, we'll get into all of this with Chelsea in the next segment, because it, it leads into the storyline that, you know, these two elite offenses should light up the scoreboard. I think that does somewhat of a disservice to the defenses. And I'm not saying they won't because I don't know which side of that I'd get into. And the unders have just been so interesting this year. Uh, Now, this isn't a primetime game where we've sort of seen that play out. But the way teams are playing defense now has changed. The two-deep safety thing. Basically, what Patrick Mahomes was dealing with last year, what teams were doing to him, like everybody's doing that now to everybody. And that's why scoring's down. The NFL's got to adjust back the other direction. So I don't know. I mean, there's injuries. I think McDuffie could get back. Um, Did he go yesterday? I don't think he went in practice yesterday. Um, So I don't know if he'll be back. He's obviously the big question mark. Um, For Buffalo, limited participants in practice yesterday, but potentially... I would think back for this game, Jordan Poyer, Jordan Phillips, right? Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, They've got another key defender who's been out uh, that I think is coming back. Ed Oliver is going to be back. We're not going to see Tredavious White. So that's good news for Kansas City. But Buffalo, who's already had a good defense despite all its injuries, I think will be healthier for this game. So as we preview it from a real football perspective, I think for these two teams, Tommy, these are two defenses that have an opportunity to step in and make a statement. I think I don't think there's anybody that watches football that don't, to this point in the season, think these are the two best teams or two of the three, depending on how real you feel Philadelphia is. So if these two are the best, and I think that they are, I think you think that they are, and I don't know in what order I think that they are. Buffalo's probably been a little flashier, but Kansas City is playing, you know, that brutal schedule we knew they were going to play, and Kansas City laid the egg. Buffalo hasn't necessarily laid the egg to that degree yet. Um, I, I think that the defenses have a real chance 
to make a statement here and a statement that will be an important statement to make because no matter what happens, I don't think anybody's going to question either offense, right? Even if this was a low-scoring game all the way around or one offense came out flat, I think big picture nobody's saying, oh, my God, that offense is bad, right? The defenses are what people want to see, and quite frankly, Buffalo has proven it for longer than Kansas City has, so let's isolate it even more. The Chiefs' defense then has an opportunity to come in and make a major statement. A Chiefs defense that, you know, has looked really good at times. I don't think that we'd say they look good against Vegas. They got gashed by Josh Jacobs, and they gave up too many big plays to Devontae Adams. They won that game. But the defense has got to be better than that, certainly, against Buffalo, because Buffalo has a Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs, different types of players, but Diggs is one of the best in the league. Gabe Davis is back healthy. How Kansas City responds defensively in this game could go a long way. I don't know where the where the betting comes because Buffalo has looked more impressive and Kansas City's looked good. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes, first time he's a home dog, he pays attention to that stuff. I honestly, as we sit here on Thursday, don't know what to make of this game, don't know how to predict this game. Certainly last year's playoff game doesn't really give us any indicators on you know, what to do and who we think will win. I really don't know. that, And that's kind of the reason I'm excited about it, like really excited about the game, is because it's one of those where you just sort of get your popcorn ready, as T.O. would say, and enjoy it, because I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, going back to what you had said about uh, the defenses in this game and about how both teams have the opportunity to make a statement, I I think Buffalo would take exception to that because I think they have made a statement. I mean, they're tied for first place in the NFL in points allowed per game at just over 12. So they've made a statement so far this season um, already. I think it's up to Kansas City's defense to make the statement themselves and show that what happened against the Raiders and even – What happened against Tampa Bay, I know a lot of those points from Tom Brady and Tampa Bay a couple of weeks ago were in garbage time, Uh, but to show that both of those games are not indicative of who this defense is long-term, and I think returning Trent McDuffie is massive. What's really interesting to me defensively for Kansas City for this game against Buffalo coming up on, on Sunday is how different of an offense Buffalo runs compared to what Las Vegas runs. Josh Jacobs, like you mentioned, gashed the Kansas City defense. They really missed having Willie Gay out there to try to stop the run. Buffalo is a pass-first team, and really the the most uh, deadly threat that Buffalo has to run the football is Josh Allen himself. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Kansas City's defense can try to contain Josh Allen on the ground and then really put a lot of emphasis on stopping Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. We've said it for quite a while, and it, it just remains true that the huge test will be what Kansas City's secondary can do on Sunday against Buffalo. That's going to be the X factor on whether or not Kansas City can win this game. Yeah, I mean, look, Buffalo's defense has been good. Um they, I, I'm in on Buffalo. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm in. The Rams is who they played. The Rams' offense has struggled. Tennessee's offense isn't a world beater. The game where Buffalo really impressed me defensively was the Baltimore game. That's where, because Baltimore has a good offense. I mean, they have a dynamic offense that's, you know, interesting and intriguing. And even when Buffalo got down big early, they blanked them 
in the second half. That's where I was like, okay, Buffalo. Like, uh, I, I'll pay attention here. And obviously, they look good against Pittsburgh last week. They allowed three points. Um, but, yeah, I would absolutely say their defense is further along. And we knew this defense was going to be good. Like, we, we knew that coming in. That's why they're well a big part of the reason, right, that they're Super Bowl favorites. I just – we don't know that about the Chiefs. And, and I don't think right now in – what are we in, week six, right? I'm, I wouldn't say that the Chiefs are are in the same – conversation as Buffalo's defense. But I don't think it's totally unreasonable to think that they could get there by the end of the season. Maybe not to the elite level that we see at Buffalo because that defense has been together for a while, but really close, right? I think that's a best-case scenario, and I think it's attainable. And what better opportunity to establish the path than to have a good game against Buffalo, right, against one of the high-powered offenses in this league. I, I just think it's a real opportunity for the Chiefs in general, right, but the Chiefs' defense especially to do something. That's what makes me leery of 53. That's what makes me – or 54 now. Gosh, it's it's gone even up. That's what makes me leery of that. Now, typically – and I'll ask Chelsea this. I think in the NFL when you see totals like that, when they get up that high, I, I, I feel like they're covered a lot. But I don't know. There's something in this that's making – like it, it's just such a statement opportunity for – really for both defenses that I don't want to just say, oh, my God, this is going to be a shootout, right? Like yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I just – I think there's a world where both of these teams – the other part of it is stylistically they're going to – like if, if both of these teams defend the way the league is defended, then maybe. And it's – you know, the Chiefs in the last two games – Right, seventy-two points and fifty-nine. Again, I, I'm with you on Brady. I, I was not that concerned. I thought the defense play, actually played well against Tampa, but the Vegas game they did not play well. That that was their worst to me defensive performance of the year. And now it's Buffalo, and I don't know what to expect other than you're going to be healthier than you have been. Willie Gay's still not there, but Buffalo doesn't really run the ball. I mean they. They, they probably will try a little bit, but McDuffie's return is more important. Good luck. We'll yeah, see. I, here I, it is. Spags I, and the young guys, right. go get it. I guess I pull out my crystal ball here, and I think, all right, what is more likely to happen? Is it more likely to happen that the Chiefs will have a bounce-back defensive game that just happens to be against probably the best offense in football, or is it more likely that that best offense in football runs all over a defense that struggled a week ago? That's probably more likely as much as I would love it to be a statement opportunity for Kansas City's defense. And I, I, I overall like what Steve Spagnola has done defensively. And I like the young guys. I like the effort. Um, I think that they're they're growing. I think that they long term, I think, will be a solid defense. But I don't want to, you know, I don't I don't want to say a prayer that, you know, I I don't know. I, I just don't think that the defense while there is a hope that they have a statement bounce back uh, appearance on on Sunday, I just don't think that that's going to happen against the best foot the best football offense in the game. And so that's why I think the over is still in play. And I even though it's gone up to to fifty four, I don't really have a, a lot of issue with it because I think that Kansas City's offense is going to have to bail out the defense, kind of like what they did on Monday Night Football. 
Well, I'm, listen, I'm in, and I'm we're we're using the over as a gauge for the real football. We'll talk about the over itself from a betting perspective in a few minutes. I would never bet the under. It's boring. I don't ever want to root for no scoring. Um, just to to look at that, Buffalo has played that level of offense. Just going by a Vegas number here, but in real terms, they've played a level of offense to get there. Uh, three out of five games, as have the Chiefs. So 60% of the time, those offenses are reaching that level through a game. Um, I, I think the other factor is, and this is to your point, yes, it, it seems unlikely that the Chiefs can do that against Buffalo. And also, when you know how motivated chip-on-the-shoulder Patrick Mahomes can be, and he's seeing that he's a home dog for the first time. And every we, look, we all know everybody thinks Buffalo's best team. Like that's that's stuff that makes you think. Good luck, Buffalo, too, right? Like if it does turn into a shootout, and I think we'll see a little bit. Of, we'll see some interesting things. The Chiefs will probably try to run the ball a little bit early, just to see, just to keep Buffalo honest. But now, if we're talking about a shootout, okay? So we've we've sort of talked through the likelihood of a shootout. In that type of game, when the Chiefs have at times been able to push the ball deep, but not all the time, I, I think that it's, you know, I, I this is crazy to say, but I think a slower pace benefits the Chiefs here. And that almost is never the case, at least in the Chiefs of old. But the way this offense is designed and playing, I, I almost feel like slowing the pace is advantageous for the Chiefs. Because right now, we have seen signs of life from MVS to stretch the field. Juju is not playing well at all. He has drops. He's not making plays after the catch. He's not really making plays before the catch. And now he's dropping passes. So slowing it down a little bit, really leaning on Kelsey to move the sticks, being able to run the ball a little bit and taking shot plays, and, and really, you know, the play design of the, not necessarily trick plays, but the things that the mad scientist Andy Reid does, I, I kind of feel like, okay, if we know there's going to be scoring in this game, and we think that there will be, slow that pace. Maybe now time of possession becomes a little more critical than it normally would in a Chiefs game. Because if you get into a shootout, I think Buffalo at this moment has more horses to aid them in a shootout than Kansas City does. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind that you've got a, a defense for Buffalo that they have. I mean, I go back to that that opening night victory against the Rams. They gave up 10 points. They played the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry and gave up seven. Last week, I know Pittsburgh is, is not a good offensive football team right now. They gave up three points to the Steelers. Um, the, the defense is stout. And so the, the last thing that Kansas City can would want to do in this game on Sunday is what happened against the Raiders, and that's get down early because Buffalo's defense can hold a lot better than the Raiders, can, the Raiders were able to. And so I think that to your point, and I, I don't disagree with you, I think shortening the game, I think being able to rely on Clyde Edwards-Elair and Jarek McKinnon, and it seems like there's a different running back each game that's able to step up, but really being able to, to hammer the run um, and, and then utilize Travis Kelsey and, you know, MBS and some of these other guys to move the chains and keep drives alive. That's going to be super important because, I, and I hate saying this because I know, I know it's Patrick Mahomes and I know that he's done it so many times. But I, I mean, I don't know. I think this might be a reason why the Chiefs are underdogs at home is if you get into a shootout, 
I think Buffalo has better weapons right now to compete in a shootout with their wide receivers do. and Josh Allen. They've they got totally better do. weapons to be able to yeah. do that. So I, I think I don't think that Kansas City necessarily wants to get into a shootout with Buffalo this weekend. I don't either, and that's why I'm afraid of back to my. That's why I'm afraid of 54. I, I just don't think stylistically that's the kind of game Kansas City wants to play. And Buffalo's defense has been at times really, really good. That's why I'm leery of 54. It's really, if you think Kansas City will find success offensively consistently, they'll hit the number. But if you think that Buffalo's great defense combined with some of the deficiencies on Kansas City's offense come into play, then it's going to be a little trickier. And and I don't, I'm not saying I think that will happen because I haven't decided yet. Like I and, and that's okay. Like I don't have a hard, rock-solid take on this game, and I'm totally fine with that. That's a part of why this game should be so much fun because there's so many different ways to attack it. But I think one of the ways for Kansas City is to keep Buffalo off the field. It's almost like the way teams have tried to play Kansas City over the years when Kansas City was that dynamic type offense to keep them off the field. Kansas yep. City could take a page out of that playbook. The way we saw McKinnon run it against the Raiders, Buffalo's better than Oak, or than Vegas, I get it. But, you know, if you can if you can move the sticks, if you can utilize Kelsey and figure out a way to free him up, Vegas clearly tried to take Kelsey away. And they did a good job outside the red zone, by the way. Kelsey only had 25 yards. Now, he had the four touchdowns, I know. But outside the red zone, he was not doing the things he typically does. Buffalo's probably going to try and do that same thing. So now you've got to win outside. And who do they have right now that's going to win outside? That's what I don't know. You know what I'm going to say, but it's not going to come in this game, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, this this doesn't feel like the spot where you unleash Sky Moore. But Every maybe that's a what Sky Andy, Moore game for you. Maybe Every that's what is. Andy Reid just wants them to think. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you, I, I, I make fun of myself with Sky Moore, but the reason that I talk about him all the time is Kansas City has such a clear need for a an after-the-catch type playmaker, right? They can try to get McCole Hardman involved, and, and I like doing that right now. But they but but he's more of a design guy. Like you gotta design plays to get him out. Sky Moore's a more traditional receiver than McCole Hardman. And I don't know if it's going to be Sky Moore, but it, it needs to be somebody. And we talked about trade rumors. Odell Beckham's out there. DJ Moore's out there. Like, there are some good – I just don't know if it's there right now, if it's not Sky Moore, and that's concerning, especially in a game like this where you kind of – you need somebody to be able to break off those big plays. That's what – like, if we're watching the Chiefs right now, Tommy, is are, are you confident in anybody that's on the roster to break one off and, and – you know, just totally take a defense on it. Like what we saw Gabe Davis do last week for Buffalo, right? I just don't think yeah. Kansas City has that in its offense right now. I, I'm not sure, but what makes this game so difficult to predict is you think back to the playoff game last year. All it took was 13 seconds I and know. the entire game changed. And so it, these two teams, it's it must-see TV. It's must-see football. Yeah. You never know exactly what's going to happen. One final, one final note from me, Patrick Mahomes through his career as an underdog is 6-0-1 against the spread. That bodes pretty well. So uh, we'll yeah, see what happens. He's crazy good. And we're going to talk about all those kinds of trends and things. We've got our friend Chelsea Messenger coming in, our bet MGM betting insider. Uh, let's do that next. We'll go through this game. We'll go through some of the others for the weekend and get you prepared for an NFL weekend if you are the wagering type. That's coming up next on Sports Daily. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome in, everybody, and we welcome in our friend Chelsea Messenger. Chelsea, welcome in. How's your Thursday coming along? It's kind of hard to get hyped up for tonight, but we got some good ones on Sunday. Yeah, we have Thursday Night Football between the Commanders and Bears, and I feel like one of those mathematicians standing at a chalkboard trying to figure out what I'm supposed to play in this godforsaken game but I have arrived at a couple things, so we'll take our best stab at this game. I don't think I'm going to be playing a side, but I will be playing a prop. Brian Robinson Jr. for the Washington Commanders over his rushing prop 11 and a half. Going to take the over for minus 120 because I think this might be the first time that the Commanders actually don't have to play from behind. Every single game this year, they have played in a negative game strip, which means Carson Wentz has to throw the ball. I think this might be the time which the commanders can actually run the football because they get a Bears defense that is second worst in the entire NFL at uh, allowing opponents to run the football. So Brian Robinson got the bulk of the carries in just one game this year, coming back from getting shot in the leg. What an injury but had nine rush attempts last game against a good Titans run defense. I think it's a better matchup here for Brian Robinson. So only play the night in Thursday night football, Brian Robinson Jr. over 11 and a half rush attempts from minus 120 over a bet MGM. Okay, Chelsea, I'm going to run a three leg parlay by you here for Thursday night football that I'm playing. I just want to get your thoughts on it. And this is actually me rooting for a terrible game, which I think it's probably going to be a terrible game, but here we go. Uh, So I've got, 
Carson Wentz under 250 yards passing. I know that kind of flies in the face of what you just said. I've got Justin Fields under 200 yards passing. And then I've got, there's going to be a scoreless quarter. Like there might be one or maybe more quarters where neither team scores the football. Your thoughts on that? Cause I think that could pay out. You took the under on Carson Wentz passing prop, right? I did. I took the under. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think it's going to be the commander trying to run the football this time as opposed to uh, playing from behind it. Plus he has a bicep strain. We saw that from Tom Pelissaro yeah. just like a couple hours ago, but he's not even a hundred percent. So I do like that leg. Uh, why wouldn't you just play the full game under? I feel like you have more wiggle room than that. True. Good point. And you know, I, I really don't, I really don't think that it's going to be as ugly as maybe everybody else in the world. I mean, th- there could be, they could surprise us. You never know. It could be a masterclass in football. I'm not counting on it, but you never know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, that <laughs> I don't know about unlikely. masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a dud. Uh, hopefully it's better than last week. Uh, real quick, before we leave that game, Chelsea, we've got, and I'll talk more about this in just a little bit, but you know, BetMGM does their first touchdown, um, insurance. They give you $25 back. If you don't hit last week, no touchdown, right? That's a, that's a, I, I think that's a play you can make. I don't think we'll see that two weeks in a row, but a touchdown out of this game, man, I don't know. I mean, do you just simplify and take the running backs? Is is Justin Fields an opportunity? I I, I don't I don't have a clue how to attack that. Yeah, I think it's a crapshoot if we're being completely honest. But maybe if you want to take a stab at first touchdown scores, maybe go with the longer odds and maybe go with some receivers for uh, the Commanders. Because I will say one thing: they have been good at getting the ball down the field. I don't know why they're not looking in Terry McLaurin's direction, but I think that was a thing uh, that the local media has been talking about this week, how they really want Carson Wentz to get Terry McLaurin the ball. So he is at, I think, 10 to 1 to get the first touchdown. Maybe that's worth a a risk. Or even Curtis Samuel at 12 to 1. Okay, let's completely get away from the game because I don't think anybody is excited (laughs) about it, and it is what it is. The marquee matchup. Of the weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in Kansas City. We talked about it in our last segment, Chelsea, how uh, Patrick Mahomes in his career as the underdog is 6-0-1 against the spread and 5-2 and straight up. How are you attacking this game? The, the over-under is interesting. I'm sure that there are some player props out there. What are you thinking about the Chiefs and Bills on Sunday? Yeah, that's the stab that's going to be hit uh, in – slapped in our face every single day until game time. Patrick Mahomes getting points uh, for the first time at home, uh, which is crazy, but it's also a very good Bills team. I think the sabotage factor for the Bills is, you know, they haven't played that many great teams. I'm not sure if we should really uh, put them as huge favorites over the Bills, which they're not. I think that line's two and a half. Uh, But beating a terrible Steelers team, like we get it, the Rams are not nearly as good as anybody thought they were. Same could be set for the Titans, and they lost to the Dolphins, and then the Ravens' defense is terrible, and they only scored 23 points despite putting up 400 yards through the air. So maybe that's the problem with the Bills that people aren't seeing. I just saw something at BetMGM that might be a solid play. You get the Chiefs plus 3.5 and and the over 40.5 points. That's plus 105. What am I not seeing there? Just the fact that maybe the Bills could beat them by a touchdown, but – I feel like this over is probably going to hit by itself, but when you get a juice down 
uh, total of 40 and a half. I think I kind of like that play. Yeah, it's I we were just we before we joined you we were talking about all the possible ways both teams might attack this and that's why I I think that over under is a little bit frightening. We remember the playoff game. We know how good these quarterbacks are, but I, Kansas City is not the same type of offense they were in that game and I do think there's some benefit to Kansas City trying to slow this down a little bit like a lot of teams have played them over the years. I don't what you know, 54 is such a high number, and I know, at least I, I feel like sometimes when they get that high, they're pretty likely to hit right. What Like, what can we make of that, and what kind of indicator is a number like 54? Well, we've seen most of these games between these two teams hit the over. They've been high-scoring affairs, and I think a lot of it is because uh, if Kansas City can't dictate the pace, you know, if the Bills are going up and down the field, you know, they can't slow down. They're going to have to keep tabs with Josh Allen and that explosive offense. Here's a question I have for you guys. I thought this Chiefs defense was better this year, and I think they were. And last game is kind of anticlimactic with that roughing the passer call. Uh, but do you think this defense can slow down the Bills? Because I will say this Chiefs defense is probably different than it has been in years past. Is that a correct statement? Yes. I think it is too, uh, but I do think oh, I think Vegas was their worst game. Uh, that was a pretty poor effort in trying to stop Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of catches. We saw the two big plays, but there was a drive in that game as well. We might remember that there were two PI calls that you know Adams Adams could have had an even more inflated number. So before that game, before the Raiders, yes, I thought the Chiefs defense was playing really really well because they're missing pieces that they may get back this year. So I don't know if Vegas is an aberration or if that's something else. But up until last week, I would have agreed with you. Now, after last week, I think I think we're at a little bit of a pause on that. Well, also, that game was kind of fluky, was it not? It seemed like there were yeah, several oh yeah. calls, most notably penalties, that changed the scope of the game. So that makes me think this might be a buy-low spot for the Chiefs. Because this is kind of uh, the fluky stuff that happened in that Colts game. So the fact that you're getting three points with the Chiefs right now over at BetMGM, I thought this line was two and a half. It's gone up to three. So I think if you get a full field goal with the Chiefs where, you know, if they lose by a field goal, you still get a push. I think that's probably where my money would be. Yeah, and talking fluky, I mean, you know, you've got Travis Kelsey that's scoring four touchdowns, but only 25 yards receiving. So when you look at his player props, um, I, I know a lot of people, including myself, got burned on, you know, taking him with the over on receiving yards when really it was, you know, not a great game, you know, as far as yards were concerned, but it was obviously touchdowns caught. Um, moving forward, I mean, you would think that this Bills defense, which is better than the Raiders defense that they saw in Monday Night Football, they're going to try to obviously limit Travis Kelsey's receiving yards as well. Do you touch Travis Kelsey's player props at all? I mean, I, I think it's... Mahomes is going to look for him in the end zone, obviously. Where do you go on that? Well, it's tough because those numbers aren't out yet on that MGM, so I don't know the price. I would imagine it's pretty juicy. You're paying a pretty uh, high premium on a Travis Kelsey touchdown. But that's probably where I would go because, you know, the the targets in the red zone are clearly there. And uh, I was looking at the, the only other game where a team had a marquee tight end, and that would be the Ravens. 
Mark Andrews pretty darn good uh, as far as tight ends go. And he didn't really have a big game against the Bills. So I'm not sure what uh, they do defensively to try to limit tight ends. I don't know if that was just like, uh, you know, a one-time thing, but I don't know because you're going to be playing a really high number on Travis Kelsey. The books aren't going to be like, oh, well, he only had, you know, so many yards last game. Let's limit the number. No, it's still going to be sky high. I would imagine it's still going to be in the 70s. So eventually he's going to have one of those big games and break out, but I don't know. I just think there's not any value on Travis Kelsey because he is such an established name. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, what, let's look at the rest of the slate, Chelsea. Any, what, what are some of your favorite plays this week from games? And then we'll let you get into some of your props. Yeah, I'm going to start with one where it's a team that clearly has the number of the other team. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 6-0 and against the spread against the Colts in their last hit, including the matchup that we already saw earlier in the season, a 24 nothing blowout in which the Jags absolutely made Matt Ryan look terrible. He went 16 of 30, zero touchdowns, three picks, and sacked five times. So I think I'll go with the Jags plus one and a half. I think this Colts team is still very bad. The games that they've won have been very fluky, so I'm not a believer in this team just yet. So taking the Jags plus one and a half. Uh, Also, their secondary has the third most interceptions in the league, and Matt Ryan has seven picks this year. I think that's a bad matchup. Let's go Jags plus one and a half. One of the games in the AFC West, Chelsea, that I'm I'm really interested in is the Broncos at the Chargers. The Broncos are five-point dogs right now uh, in L.A. I know that there's been there's been so much talked about with Russell Wilson, and I he's he's got an injury, and Nathaniel Hackett, some of his decision making. Uh, but I know that the Chargers defense has been banged up too. Joey Bosa is on IR. There's a part of me that I, I want to think that Denver can maybe cover that spread. Uh, your thoughts on that game? Are you are you betting anything on that one? Man, those two teams don't look trustworthy at all, do they? Two teams that were supposed to be good yeah. and supposed to be making the AFC West the best division in football. But right now, I don't really want to trust either of those teams. So I think maybe when that is the consensus, you take the team getting points. So maybe the Broncos plus four and a half. At some point, maybe we will see their offense come to life. But I think it's really hard to trust a team that looks like they are not buying in to what Russell Wilson is saying. You know, and it's just the body language on the sidelines. I hate bringing that up because maybe it's not a thing. And obviously, when you lose, you're never going to feel great. Uh, But still, it, it looks like a team with a lot of problems. And on the Chargers end, defensively, they can't stop the run once again. So maybe you play a prop for the Broncos run game and maybe Melvin Gordon has a big day on the ground because the Chargers last year were one of the worst teams against the run. It seems like that trend has continued on. So maybe it's less on the shoulders of Russell Wilson and more on the run game. So maybe looking at Melvin Gordon there. I love player props, Chelsea. I know they're not all out yet. There are some trickling in. Any idea yet where you're leaning on any of those outside of tonight, which you mentioned the Brian Robinson prop. Anything else out there? Yeah, uh, not a whole lot out on the board just yet, but the Patriots continue to run the football very effectively, and the Browns don't stop the run, so maybe a running back prop for the Patriots, maybe Ramondre Stevenson. Also, I think a good starting uh, point for props is looking at the total in games, and a game in which I like the over, but it's already set really high, is the Cardinals and Seahawks. It's 50-and-a-half. I think both those passing offenses 
probably go to town. So uh, taking a look at some uh, passing props for Geno Smith, which is something I never thought I would say, uh, maybe over his passing prop against this Cardinal secondary that's allowed a ton of yards. And same goes for Kyler Murray. I think we see a shootout in this one. I like the over the best in that one. But uh, Hollywood Brown has been very good uh, for the Cardinals as well. Maybe take a look at him being the number one receiver for Kyler Murray. But I do think both of those offenses come to play. Maybe that's the one where you look at uh, anytime touchdown scores. Okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. See, that's what we like because we're not thinking about that kind of stuff. We're, we're laser focused on, on Kansas City and Buffalo. Uh, is I mean, may I hope it goes over 54 because then all these wacky parlays <laughs> that everybody throws together are going to be in great shape, right? Like let's all – we all tease down our 10-leg parlays and, and get these massive numbers and we'll all win a bunch of money. Um, all right, Chelsea, we really appreciate these visits always. Good luck with your content this week. You can always find Chelsea's content on Twitter. Uh, she also uh, hosts the Daily Tip and Odyssey uh, Sports Betting Insider those calls presented by BetMGM and the BetMGM app. Good luck this week, Chelsea. Let's make some money. Yeah, good luck. And good luck to Kansas this weekend. I also have KU plus nine. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, you want a college? Yeah, tell us real quick before we let you go, Chelsea. What do you feel about that plus nine and a half? Well, we've seen sharps come in early and often hitting that number. It's already down to eight and a half. Uh, you guys know better than I do when it comes to the, yeah. the ins and outs of that Kansas op- Kansas offense, but I think it's more of a fade of Oklahoma, and it's been uh, a problem with this team that just looks like, you know, they're overhyped. They're only two and four against the spread, one and three against the spread at home. So Kansas looks like an overall really good team. Jalen Daniels clearly is a great quarterback who is a huge reason for the success of Kansas. But uh, the backup came in, looked pretty good. Jason Bean. Yeah. I think it's a matter of too many points, even if they don't win. Uh, give me Kansas continuing to be very good against the number five zero and one against the spread this season. Well, let's go Jayhawks. Yeah, we, Bean is a better backup than most teams have the luxury of having. So uh, we we agree. We think you're onto something there. All right, Chelsea at Twitter <laughs> uh, at Chelsea Messenger. You can find her and all her great content. We appreciate it, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Chelsea. No problem. We'll have Tim Fitzgerald up at the top of the next hour. We want to get into a couple other stories in the next hour, too. Dan Snyder and the ESPN reporting on uh, the latest in that saga. The NFL doubling down on its defense of the call against Chris Jones on the roughing the passer. A couple interesting things to get into in the next hour as well. Uh, A few minutes here, Tommy. What did you make of – okay, first of all, you got a great game happening. You've got Dodgers, Padres – everything and then you have what i think is an awesome thing also happen and some waterfowl getting onto the field and eluding you know the grounds crew and having some fun and of course the fans are into it and everybody's having fun with it but my biggest problem is people kept calling this a duck like have are you that much of a city slicker that you don't know the difference between a duck and a goose what <laughs> I just I Come love on. that you called it a waterfowl. Like, uh, did you look up what the breed was? Like, uh, I mean, a waterfowl. That that's interesting. A breed. Come on, you know what a waterfowl is. Are you a city slicker too? <laughs> did you think that was a duck? No, that's of course I didn't duck. think it. Of course I Everyone's didn't think it was a Everyone's calling it duck. rally duck. And but I'm you're like, calling it, it a waterfowl. 
Well, because I was trying to not give away my my annoyance with the fact that this was trying to be called <laughs> a duck. Like, let's learn waterfowl. A duck is not a, a duck, goose, is not a it, swan. If that's Come a on. duck, that's the ugliest duck that I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, that that should be that's the 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 ugly duckling on steroids. I mean, come on. Now, look, that does not look like the Canadian geese that, you know, terrorize our sidewalks here in Wichita, but leaving surprises all over the place and pretending like they don't understand traffic laws. But a goose is a goose and a duck is a duck. And that was so clearly not a duck. Like, come on. Shout out. Shout out to the groundskeepers that actually corralled that that goose and, and got it off the field. Uh, typically, and you, you mentioned those Canadian geese, they're mean. Those are mean animals. Like, they will yeah. attack you. And so, shout out to the groundskeeper that was able to get that one off the field and not get attacked. Uh, and I, this isn't a Canadian goose. I'm not 100% sure. I, I don't think I've ever seen a goose look like that. But, you ever but been it's surrounded a by a group oh, of yes, Canadian yes. geese? So, oh my god. Gonna, it's terrifying. Story time. Story time with uh, with Uncle Jacob and Uncle Tommy here. A, a couple of good geese stories. Um, so growing up, every Easter, we would go to the flea market, and out of the back of a truck, there was a guy that sold, and he basically had like a big box of them. And it was just, because ducks and geese kind of look the same when they're little, like just hatched. And he just had like this big box of them, and you could buy them as pets or whatever. So we every Easter, we'd go and we'd buy these things as pets, and we'd have like five, six, we'd get a bunch of them, right? Some turned out to be ducks and some turned out to be geese. The ducks were the greatest pets seriously outside of a dog that you could ever have. They, they act like dogs. Like when you take them and they, and they attach to you like that, they're the best. I love ducks. The geese, however, man, and these weren't Canadian geese. These were the white ones. Uh, but they were so mean and i learned very quickly where the term getting goosed comes from right because they stick their head on the ground and they sneak up on you and then then they like bite you our dogs wouldn't mess with the geese they were they were so mean you had to like watch your back or they would come at you so the geese were no fun the ducks were great so i know that coming into wichita because i grew up on a on a farm on a ranch I come in, you know, to the city and I come into Wichita where the Canadian geese are everywhere. Like they're all over our neighborhood. They poop all over everything, whatever. We were on a trip with some Canadian geese. I don't remember if we were where we were exactly, but I had the whole family. And there were these geese on the walking path every day. And I always warn my kids, like, don't give, don't feed them, don't do anything. because they'll. So one time we're walking through and we got attacked by like a gaggle of geese. And I'm <laughs> kicking them, trying to get them away from my kids. Like... <laughs> And these these onlookers are like looking at me like I'm this horrible person. I'm like, it's it's us or the geese. Like, what are you talking about? Survival of the fittest. Yeah, I'm gonna kick that goose if it's trying to bite my kid. And I'm not gonna feel bad about it either. Give me a guilt trip. Yeah, geese are mean, man. I, I shout out to the grounds crews, right? That was awesome though. Last night, as that goose was eluding people and doing everything that it was doing, and that the fans were boo. It was it was awesome. I love when that kind of stuff happens. Where's Randy Johnson when you need him? Oh, good Lord. Uh, yeah, I, I, that goose, was that's a pretty big goose. He might have been able to absorb a, a Johnson fastball. I can't figure out why it kept going down, though. Oh, dude, I'm watching some of the video now, and right before they get the towel on it, that thing was ready to attack. 
such a fun thing that happened in that game. Hope the goose is okay. I don't know if these geese are as annoying as Canadian geese. Uh, we love animals, everybody. Geese are just mean. And look, if they're going to be mean, I think we get to be mean back, right? Uh, 869-1240. We'll, we'll end our goose talk there. But it's not a duck. Come on, everybody. Stop calling it a rally duck. Goodness. All right, we'll come back. Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, joins us top of the next hour and some really juicy NFL storylines to get into as well. Your calls, 869-1240. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, coming back at you. This is 97.5 and 1240 KFH, K248. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.